Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. Good morning, dear ones. How are you? I pray that you're doing well um, and uh, that you keep in mind that God loves you, that he never stops loving you. As the um, someone once wrote, he loves you just the way you are today, but much too much to let you stay that way. And when he's changed your life from what it was before, He still won't love you one bit more because he's a God of love and all you need to do to get loved is get in God's way. So that's a fact. That's a fact. And we love you and we're glad that we still have the freedom to come to you over the air uh, in this country. So we still have the freedom to wear habits and and to um, uh, speak freely, Well, that's even being curtailed now. So uh, we have yet the opportunity from God to live our faith with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And you know, when we get off track, as most of um, those who call themselves Christian in the United States have got off track, most of us have, um, uh, you may say, Mother, please speak for yourself. Well, I will speak for myself, and um, because we're a religious community, uh, we're a little more on track because we have one another to keep each other accountable, Uh, but that's what a family should be. They should keep one another accountable, living for God, loving Him, being His witnesses by everything we do and we don't do, by everything we say and that we don't say. Um, If you're a husband, you need to be laying down your life for your wife as Christ laid his down for the church. That's the sort of love every wife is to submit to. And if you're a wife, you are to submit to your husband as to Christ. As to Christ. Um, Not because you agree with him, not because he's always right, uh, because we're not always right but because of Christ. And that's your vocation, to get your husband to heaven. And um, men, your vocation, if you are married, is to get your wife to heaven. And together, by your love, children will learn love. They won't love it. They won't learn it by your telling them you love them or hugging them a thousand times a day. They will learn love when they see you love one another. That's how they will learn love and know that they are secure and loved. Children learn what they see. Um, And so do we. We learn what we see. If we are miserable in life, but people begin to treat us kindly and wonderfully, and if we're kings, as if we're kings and queens, we begin to think, what do they think of us? Whatever it is, it's wrong. Why are they treating us this way? But when it's genuine, Uh, It begins to melt our hearts and we begin to love others with the love with which we have been loved. And that's the idea. 
we need to love others with the love with which we have been loved. And that love is the love that died for us on the cross and never stops giving himself for us. So um, we're going to continue to read uh, to you or and comment as we do from the New America magazine because it has devoted an entire issue to education, rescuing children. And it's saying the things that we have been saying uh, through the news, through other authors, uh, through taking a look at what's happening, uh, hearing from many of you of uh, what's going on in education, knowing that it's you're not safe because you send your children. If you send them to a public school, uh, as I've said, and now this article I've said, would you send them into a building uh, on fire? No, you wouldn't. You'd say, but, but I have to get to work. I can't be late. I'll lose my job. But I have this meeting, but I have this trip. I have this, I have that. Uh, what's the difference? If the building's on fire, you don't send them there. And um, and you've got to figure something else out. You have to cancel your trip. You have to let yourself be fired if the company will fire you. you you're not going to send your child into the fire. If you do, you're a murderer. Not the, the fire won't kill them. You will by sending them in there. So I, I think we're pretty much there uh, in terms of ruining our children. We've had so many warnings. Um, And now what has been warned uh, and what has been a plot uh, from the evil one for the past hundred plus years is upon us now big time. The thing is, as I've often mentioned, we are frogs, many of us in warm water. We say it's not that bad and I'll, you know, I'll make sure they're okay when they get home. It's it's past your control now. You have no control on that. And if you send them to a Catholic school and the Catholic school has sex ed and uh, the core government program, you, you, you might as well send them to a public school because uh, when they graduate Catholic school, they leave the faith because they think they know what Catholicism is and they've gotten a, um, uh, not even a placebo, they've gotten um, a distorted, uh, evil picture of what Catholic, it's not Catholicism at all. So when they leave the church, they never knew what the church was. And they think they've had a Catholic education. Better to send them to a school that's not Catholic. At least they know they haven't had a Catholic education. So I'm going to continue here from where we left off. And I need my little light on this small print. I hope it doesn't bother you too much reflecting on the screen here. Um, uh, Driving God, the creator, out of the public schools was crucial to the agenda, the agenda of the government, the agenda of those who want socialism. The U.S. Declaration of Independence states that inalienable rights come from the creator and that government exists to protect these God-given rights. The founders did not view this as a religious issue. Can you believe that? These are simply rights from the creator, not of a particular religion. 
The founders did not view this as a religious issue, but a self-evident truth, as our Constitution says, um, as the Declaration of Independence says, as they put it. However, under the guise of separation of church and state, this self-evident truth... Hold on a minute. This self-evident truth was gradually expelled from public schools along with prayer and the Bible, which still existed, beloved, when I went to school. We had a reading from the Bible every every single morning and prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance every single morning. And it was a public school. Okay, let me pick up where I was. Instead, children now learn in love, uh, they learn to love the UN's Universal Declaration of Human Rights, a document outlining revocable privileges that have no basis in a creator. Today, all manner of false religion is taught in school, particularly humanism, and increasingly Islam. Occultism, paganism, pantheism, atheism, and more. But if the self-evident truth of a creator endowing people with inalienable rights is nowhere to be found, um, I'm not reading that right, I'm sorry. But the self-evident truth of a creator endowing people with inalienable rights is nowhere to be found. In fact, just mentioning the creator of the Bible is a classroom, um, in a classroom can result in lawsuit and sanctions by rogue federal courts. Meanwhile, children are bombarded with propaganda claiming science supposedly proves there is no creator and that they evolved by chance from um, from apes, sorry about this, hold on a second. They revolved um, by chance from apes that came from primordial soup over millions of billions of years. No alternative explanations are allowed. We talked about this yesterday. Now we're going to go on from there. There are many other weapons being used to bring about the agenda of the New World Order, celebrated by Bush. Um, You know what? I did start at the wrong place. I thought I did. I'm so sorry. I'm going to skip some now and continue. In Agenda 21, the Earth Summit Strategy to Save Our Planet, that's what it is, globalists made their ambitious plan Quote, Agenda 21 proposes an array of actions which are intended to be implemented by every person on earth. Talk about a one world order. The document reads, effective execution of Agenda 21 will require, listen, a profound reorientation of all human society, unlike anything the world has ever experienced. 
a major shift in the priorities of both governments and individuals. I'm sorry, I'm having so much trouble. I'm, I don't have my normal light here with me, so I'm struggling a bit here. This shift will demand that a concern for the environmental consequences of every human action be integrated into individual and collective decision-making at every level. Obviously, this is big. Uh, End quote. Obviously, this is big. The UN uh, literally considers the gas you inhale, carbon dioxide, to be pollution. And it goes way beyond just the global environment. Another key tool is the UN Agenda 2030, which is Sustainable Development Goals. Hold on just a moment. I don't know about you, beloved, but to me, it's as if I'm reading from the script of a science fiction movie. Okay, the UN literally considers the gas you inhale carbon dioxide to be pollution, and it goes way beyond just the global environment. And another key tool is the UN Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development Goals. Where have you heard that before? Like Agenda 21, the um, Sustainable Development Goals as they are known, demand a fundamental transformation of society. The 17 goals include national and international wealth redistribution, government control over production and consumption, climate action, and much more. Agenda 2030 has was dubbed a, quote, Master Plan for Humanity, end quote, by top UN bosses and the mass murdering dictatorship ruling over mainland China bragged that it played a crucial role in developing it. One Western leader eerily called it the next great leap forward. Communist and Islamist dictators worldwide celebrated the plan. Don't you feel like you're living in uh, the Twilight Zone? Don't you feel like this is a movie? I do. I do. Is this unbelievable? We could say the word. It's unbelievable. But it's happening. It is happening, beloved. It is happening. And we are not only the guinea pigs, but the victims. We are. And the tools, this next little subhead says, is indoctrination as education. Of course, well-educated and patriotic Americans who value liberty would never accept a plan that surrenders freedom and sovereignty to the UN, especially when America already has among the cleanest environments and highest living standards anywhere. Those behind the UN schemes know that very well. And so both UN Agenda 21 and UN Agenda 2030 place education at the heart of the plot, at the heart of the plot. Indeed, 
Both documents acknowledge that indoctrinating future generations is critical to advancing the UN's vision for humanity. You know, beloved, um, what I just thought of, I don't know if you ever saw the film A Time for Miracles. It, I, I, it's probably my second favorite film in the world, or third. It's the top three for sure. Uh, with um, It's the story of St. Elizabeth Seton and her canonization. Um, and how um, she went to Baltimore after her husband died and some of her children died. She went to Baltimore to um, uh, meet with first bishop, Bishop John Carroll, the first bishop of the United States. And he had a dream, and he needed someone to fill it. And he wanted her to start a school. And then a year later, he wanted her to start a religious order, which she did. Um, But I remember the scene. She knocked on his door, and she's a, a... in stature, small, uh, uh, more more petite, uh, short, and um, um, I think she was uh, at the time probably still in her thirties. She was very young, and he looked at her, and he said, "I was looking for an older woman," and she said, "You mean I will not do?" She he said, "Well, I was looking for someone older and tough." and uh, who's experienced hardship to see my dreams through. And she said, dreams, Your Excellency. And he said, yes, it rankles that only one of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence was Catholic, because Catholics weren't even allowed to vote. And he said, "Uh, I believe the only um, solution to this because Catholics were being abused, and they they were minority, they were being killed in this country. And he said, I I believe the solution to this is education. Education. And he said, so tell me, what would you teach? Only he did it much more gruffly. What would you teach? And she told him all the normal subjects, and and he went on, and she went on, and she taught and opened a school, and and the rest is history. But he got it. The rest is, he said, it's education. And you know, when I first heard of, of children, when I first heard that, I thought, my goodness, Catholics are being persecuted in this country. They're not allowed to vote. Uh, they're being, some of them, murdered. Um, they're ostracized from society. And he's worrying about education. My goodness, we have to do something about it now. We can't start with little children, and we have to take the, the, the matter into our hands and do something about it. But he was right. Education, that's what turned this country around. And, uh, and you see that Catholics are not outlawed in this country anymore, although Christians uh, in general, uh, Catholics and non-Catholics are being... Uh, now persecuted, you can't even say Jesus loves you in public anymore. In in some cases, you're you're going to be arrested. Um, but so it's beginning. But he knew, he knew that to change society, you need to get the children, you need to indoctrinate them right from the beginning, so the next generation turns things around. That's what happened, 
And the fact is, beloved, that's what's happening now. Exactly. The socialists, the evil communists, uh, those who want to control everything, those who want a one world order that's evil, it will destroy civilization. And they know we're not buying into it. Some adults are, particularly the, the most of the group that's running against our president. Uh, the ignorance at that level is astounding. They've lost the whole meaning of man, of mankind. Uh, God is nowhere around. It's an amazing thing. But we can say no. We cannot vote for them. We can live our own lives. But they understand that the way to change society, to utterly ruin civilization and truly get God out, is education. They got it, just as Bishop John Carroll got it. Start with the little ones, start in kindergarten. It's in kindergarten that gender ideology begins in some schools. Uh, They've got it. They've got it right, beloved. And... If we play into it, well, they're only children and, you know, we'll teach them what's right at home. We're living in a cloud because they will pick up what they learn in school with their peers and what everyone else believes, whether or not they go along with the family. They will not believe. They will leave the faith. Okay. Let me go back to the beginning of this now. Hold on. In Agenda 2030, the document is explicit about the need to indoctrinate children. Quote, children and young women and men are critical agents of change and will find in the new goals, capital G, the Sustainable Development Goals, they will find in the new goals a platform to channel their infinite capacities for activism into the creation of a better world, end quote. The agreement, uh, that's in the words of of um, the Agenda 2030 from the UN. In Goal 4, number 4, which focuses exclusively on education, the agreement states that by 2030, okay, 11 years from now, by 2030, government must, M-U-S-T, 11 years from now, governments must, quote, ensure that all learners acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development, end quote. It is not enough for the children just to submit to sustainable development. They must be so indoctrinated that they will promote it. The agreement signed by Barack Obama also mandates that children receive, quote-unquote, education, which means indoctrination, on on everything from gender equality and sustainable lifestyles to global, global citizenship and appreciation for diversity. These words are, they sound somewhat reasonable, but... Uh, to a child, arson is a nice word. Um, what's the problem with it? 
because they don't understand what's behind it. They don't understand the meaning. Um, Agenda 21 contains similar language in Chapter 36, which focuses on education. Quote, education is critical for promoting sustainable development. I want to stop right there, beloved. You should want to stop right there and say, what am I doing? I am putting my child in warm water like the frog. I am doing that. And you say, well, that's not the case in my school. You better be sure. You better know exactly what they're being taught, what, whether it's Catholic or not, exactly what their books are teaching them and showing them. You need to know that in all classes. Sex education does not belong in the schools, Catholic or none. It does not belong in the schools. And, and people say, but parents don't teach their children. In most cases, you're probably right about that. But what did people do before uh, sex ed was in the classrooms? It would have been unthinkable to discuss those things in public. And children, everybody got married and had babies and had families, and they figured it out. Um, It's, I I see it as diabolical, beloved. Not sex, that's holy, that's God-given. But what's being taught in schools is diabolical. And you parents are 100% responsible. We're going to leave for our first break at the moment, dear ones. Call in with anything on your heart, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at FaithfulInsight.com and may God bless you. St. Augustine of Hippo said, Our hearts were made for you, O Lord, and they are restless until they rest in you. How many countless drivers do you pass on the road each day who don't know the Lord and who are struggling in their own lives? Help bring them comfort by displaying a Catholic Radio bumper magnet on your car. We offer free bumper magnets to promote Catholic Radio so others will come to know our Lord through listening. For your free bumper magnets, click the Promote tab at the top of our website, thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Then click the Promote tab at the top of our website. Thank you for sharing Catholic Radio wherever your journeys take you. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. 
Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved. <laughs> to I was sitting here reading. Um, welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. Uh, you are welcome. We have the whole half hour to ourselves, beloved. You are welcome to call in uh, or text with anything on your heart. The toll-free number, one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We're going to go to your emails and calls now, and we have... Um, a, uh, an email from Lisa, who writes, Mother Miriam, on Twitter, Father James Martin is talking about how many LGBT Catholics feel unwelcome in the church, but that there are some parishes that are welcoming them, and he is very happy about this. What can we, the laity, do about this? I am horrified by this man's actions, horrified. Well, Lisa, you should be horrified. All of us should be. But again, there's the frog in warm water. Sin becomes natural. No one practicing sin in a lifestyle of sin should be welcomed at any church unless they're coming to repent, to learn about the gospel and give their lives to God. That is the only welcoming um, that should happen with someone with the LBGT uh, community. And so... um, what can we do about it? Uh, we need to reach out to these people. We need to make sure they don't receive Holy Communion. Um, and we need to speak. It's the pastor. It's the priest that needs to uh, talk to them and teach from the pulpit. When you have LGBT uh, couples there or people there, you need to teach the moral precepts of the church. And you could say, you know, we welcome you. Christ loves you. Christ died for you. But um, he abhors a sinful lifestyle. And uh, anyone that will destroy his creation of man and woman. And we would be happy to help you with that um, uh, at any point we can. But we cannot accept a so-called alternate, which is God alternate, um, which was would be an immoral lifestyle within our parish and welcome you as part of the fellowship. We cannot. We cannot. Um, if there were a murderer in here and we'd say we need to welcome him, well, we certainly want to give him the gospel. We certainly want him to be saved. We want him to know our Lord and his church. We want him to be forgiven. But if he just continues being a murderer and flaunts his way among us and sits among us with his gang and we welcome them and everything's all right and then they go out and rob or kill someone over the weekend and we we welcome them again on Sunday. Uh, Glad to have you in the fellowship. Something's wrong with us if we do that, that we have totally lost God. No, in a church, God is first. In a Catholic church, God is there and we cannot welcome God 
people, we're all sinners, but we cannot welcome those who are claiming to be Catholic or Christian of any sort living a lifestyle of sin. We cannot. We cannot. We have to educate them. We have to tell them. And they have a choice to make. Either they wish to repent or um, or they know that they don't belong in that church. Father James Martin, I believe, should be laicized. He shouldn't even be a priest. And the fact that bishops all over invite him to speak is horrifying to the faithful as well. I agree with you, Lisa. Those bishops have lost their faith. Um, we could say they haven't lost it, they're just cowards. No, I think um, uh, cowards don't corrupt the faithful. Uh, I think if they knew their faith, they would live up to their vocation as a shepherd of the sheep. We have a call in Massachusetts from Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Mother Miriam. How are you? I'm good. Are you driving? No, I'm gonna, I, I pulled over so I can talk to you. All right. I don't want to talk to anyone um, while they're driving. Go ahead. I understand. My, my question is, my grandson's been going to Catholic school up in the Boston Diocese and since kindergarten. And I'm always making a point to him with the world the way it is. I says, your faith is always the center of your life, if it's in education, if it's in work, whatever. We say our prayers at night. I get him to go to confession once a month. And I'm always asking him, you know, what you're being taught. You know, if it, if it goes outside of what the church teaches, you got to let me know. So with if he knows that, if he knows that, Kurt, so, uh, error is taught very subtly. He may not catch that at all. Just like the woman yesterday who uh, believed in evolution until she uh, got together with her Protestant friends and they convinced her of creationism, which the Catholic Church believes, but not necessarily uh, uh, eliminating uh, evolution. It is, it, it's very subtle. Oh, no, I know. I mean, I, hey, I was taught evolution in the public school, but yet I became a Catholic when I was 34. Good. And I understand it fully. So I believe God gives us the ability as long as we're willing to go after it. I mean, in this world, there is not a sterile environment. That's right. So you, so I'm I with believe, you, Kurt. You know, How old is your grandson? So I guess my grandson will be 16. So okay, I, good. I basically... So I basically tell him, like, he went to get, I mean, and there's a lot of other situations going on. I've talked to you in the past, yes. but I won't get into that. But, like, for instance, I went to get him a checkup, and the doctor said, oh, did he get his HPV shot? I said, he doesn't need that. Well, you know, it can, you know, sexual diseases and all this. I said, I've just told my grandson, you keep your clothes on till you're married, and you won't have to worry about it. And... I says, and I told him that, and I said, you won't have to worry about any of this, and you know, until you're married. And so I says, that's what. Well, goes hopefully, into you education. won't have to worry about it after you're married either, right? <laughs> All right. Well, no, Kurt, exactly. Let me, let me ask you, Kurt. Oh, let me let me break in, sweetheart. Um, Go right ahead. Who is raising your grandson? I am. Me and my wife. You're raising him. Okay. I, I, you probably told me that in the past. I didn't realize it. Okay. Whether, oh, yeah. or, n- whether or not... My daughter is homeless. Yeah. Oh, dear. Whether or not you send him to Catholic school, 
um, it, it, I don't know that that depends on how well you, you handle him at home. Again, I say you need to know what he's being taught in the Catholic school. No oh, matter what. Oh, that's the issue then, Kurt. Okay, sweetheart, that's yes, the and issue. I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll give you a for instance. It, well, hold on, hold on, dear one. Hold on, Kurt, because that's the music for our break. Can you hold on till after the break? Sure. Okay, hang on a minute, and uh, beloved, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart, uh, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We'll be right back. of iCatholic Radio are raving about our app in the iTunes and Google Play stores. One user says, It's exactly what I was looking for since having a closer walk with my Lord and my God. Great app for the living Catholic. Praise God. Nancy says, This is the best app. I have become a regular listener to it. I use it every day. I also play it all night long while we sleep. Get this app and use it. It will change your life for the better. Another user recommends iCatholic Radio, saying, So sweet a sound. This has allowed me to listen to Catholic Radio when I travel. What an awesome learning tool. Thank you. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, what are you waiting for? Visit your iTunes or Google Play store today. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you. And um, we have about 15 minutes together, so you're welcome to call in. I'll give you the number once more. It's toll-free at 1-877-511-5483. And we're on the line with Kurt, a good, strong Catholic man from Massachusetts. Hello, dear Kurt. 
How are you, Mother Mary? I'm trying. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm I trying. know you. I know, and you know, I know we've spoken before, but I don't remember oh, yeah. everything. So I just wanted to clarify with you that you are raising your grandson, and you know oh, yeah. what the Catholic school teaches. So you're not sending him to a Catholic school that has the core program. Is that correct? Well, most of his books, I will say, are not core. One of them is geometry is so it's it's very limited but again i i had to make a choice way back when how to raise him and plus i had my daughter who's homeless active drug addiction i have another grandson who's being raised by a transgendered person so i got a lot of fires going on you do and um so basically you know god will never give me more than i can handle and i'm telling you i'm glad he's the eternal optimist because um I have a lot of situations, but with all that said, you know, with a sterile environment, I can't find it because if there was a sterile environment, I don't think God would have had to come to redeem mankind. We would have had it here. So with all that said, I will say like my grandson, every first Friday goes to first Friday mass. They have a chapel in the church. I says, Josh, make sure you learn the faith. You know, if there's anything, you've got to tell me. You know, like, because I remember when I did, I used to help a teacher there do CCD, and some of these kids didn't even know what absolutes were. Okay? And they were. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Kurt, most adults don't know what the absolutes are. Right. So what I try to tell, like, for instance, I'll give you a for instance. Well, uh, Kurt, I'm going to I'm going to cut you short there one because we have another caller on the line and many emails to get to. So let me cut you short on that. You are uh, a man after my heart. You're doing everything you can. And that's what that's about. And if you, if that's what were, I'm trying to do, and I, I just get nervous because with my grandson, every time you mention something, I'll find something, and then I'll get all bent out of shape. And I got to raise him, and I and my wife is a, is a total wreck because you know her only daughter, she's my stepdaughter, which is Josh's real mother. Um, you know, it's a basket case. Twenty three years of active drug addiction, right. living outside. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt, my dear one. Yeah. If you so say every time, if you say every time I mention something, you get all bent out of shape because it's terrible, and you find something. Uh, don't don't dismiss that, sweetheart. It's another way you have understood to protect your grandson, and you must take it on. Whatever it is, you okay. must take it on. All right. But as long as I tell him, as long as I tell him, what about that? As long as I tell him the truth, then I'm doing my job, right? No, you're not. No, you're not. Because if you if you tell him the truth and you send him into a school that negates that, you're not doing your job. Okay, well, what about if I bring it up before the pastor and everybody else, if I hear something like, it might be just tiny things, but I, I, I get... You know, with the new church, I mean, I could, it used to be so bad with me that I had priests telling me there wasn't even a valid sacrament there. Okay, now I know there's a valid sacrament there, you know, because because the new mass is valid. But this is how bad it got with me at one point. 
I had set up a contest priest talking to me. And then I had liberals on one side and traditional. So the, the, the discern, if you're saying that children should be able to discern, then you need to be able to discern also. If you can right. be so confused as a good, strong Catholic man, what do you think your children uh, will be? So all I'm saying there, I, Kurt, is yeah. you're telling them the truth is not enough if you send them to a school that counters that truth. And if you, and I'm not accusing you, my dear brother, I don't at all, but if you or those who teach children the truth live counter to it, you've you've done worse than tell them the truth. Right. So and I will say, I will say the priests there do live in the truth. And I will say that they do watch the people that okay. are teaching the truth. Okay. You know what I mean? To, yeah, Kurt, to I've got to stop you, ability. sweetheart. I, that's what okay. you do to the best of your ability. But when it, if you learn that your grandson is, you're doing what you can to the best of your ability, and you learn that your grandson, that his school is teaching abhorrent things against the faith, against morals, okay. you got to pull him out. That's my point. That's it. all okay. I'm saying, and dear I'm one. Yeah. Keep keep up the fight, Kurt. God bless you, dear one. We're going to go to. You're welcome, sweetheart. We're going to go to Lisa in Massachusetts. Are you there, Lisa? Hi, Mother Miriam. Happy Hi. Friday to you and your oh. sisters. Yes, thank you so much, dear one. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing if um, you have your new home. I'm very excited about that. I hope it comes. Oh, well, we don't know yet. We haven't heard yet, <laughs> no. so we don't know. But uh, know. we appreciate all of your prayers. Thank you. Go ahead, dear Thanks. one. Um, quick question, a little tricky. Um, I have a, a child who um, is. I've been teaching. You know, I'm reading the catechism and doing everything, but you know. <laughs> It's a, it's a tricky question. So a lot for during Gay Pride Week, and now it's kind of extended, a lot of businesses are hanging the Gay Pride flag out. And I just feel like, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's the right thing to not go to those businesses and teach my son, like, you know, we're not going there and this is why. That's or right. If, that's yeah, right. That's, yeah, okay. Because I had a that's friend right. who was... But do, do one my, thing more. Yeah. Do th- one yeah. thing more. Go into the store and very calmly and lovingly uh, tell the owner or the one in charge, the owners are not always there, um, that um, we would like to shop in your store and perhaps have in the past, but we cannot be part of this great gay pride movement. And it seems by your flag that you are. So I just want you to know that you're free to do as you wish, of course, but this will no longer be our store. And Okay. Uh, you know, the the um, the person in charge may say, I got nothing to do with it. I actually agree with you, but my boss does it. I would say to him, well, uh, I would love you to transfer that message to your boss and and okay. don't shop there anymore. That's what I would do. OK, great. That's good advice. Yeah, I, I'm teaching that. And he actually said that we don't go. He told the person in the car, we don't go to that store because of this reason. She seemed pretty offended by it. But I'm like, hey. <laughs> You know, was she Catholic with lifestyle? Um, she's trying to convert to Catholic, but as you say, she's not Catholic. <laughs> Whether mm-hmm. she goes to RCI or not, she's not Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm just going to keep on going with what I'm going. That's a good advice for the second step. So thank you. Okay, God bless. And you know what, Lisa? Teach your son that attitude in answering people is also very important. 
because if all they see is us being negative and shutting things out, they won't get the message of Catholicism. So rather than say we or I say, you know, we're Catholic and the Catholic Church teaches this is immoral. That way you get it off you and on to the faith. That's a good point. Okay, That's good. a really great idea. I never thought good. of it. Thank you. Okay, Lisa. God bless you, dear All right, one. take care. You too. We're going to take a, uh, an email from John Paul. He says, Hi, Mother. My fiancé and I went to see the Fatima statue last night and attended the Novus Ordo Mass. This is in St. Maria Goretti in Sacramento. After the Mass, we were told there will be adoration and relics of uh, St. Francis- Francesco and Jacinta, uh, and the relics will be exposed. To our shock, after the Blessed S- uh, Sacrament was exposed, the priest played the World Youth Day Portugal advertisement on drop-down projector screens with loudspeakers blaring while doing adoration. In addition, the relics were held in front of the altar by two men facing their back against the Blessed Sacrament. We talked to the parish priest and asked if the commercial could be turned off because it's very distracting. Well, I would add it's certainly irreverent. The priest told us that he has been a priest for 30 years, and this is his parish, and said, I know what I'm doing, okay? End quote. He got mad uh, at us and just walked away. Did we step out of line? You did not step out of line. And that is why the Catholic Church, in part, is in the mess it is in today, because of those priests who should not be priests. They should not be priests. Um, that's all I can say about that. And he's given it away. He's been a priest for 30 years. He knows what he's doing. What he's doing is destroying the faith and the faithful. And he has no reverence for the Blessed Sacrament. So uh, I'm, I'm awfully sorry um, about that one, John Paul. But um, I wouldn't, uh, you did not step out of line, but I would even go to a different parish. Uh, if I were you, but I'm not you, so um, you're right in what you're thinking. We have another email from Rodney. Rodney says, Hi, Mother Miriam. I just started listening to your show and the topic of taking kids out of public schools. I'm a teacher in a public school in Canada, and it has become 1984 up here. In a recent episode of the arena on AFR, and I'm not sure what AFR is, maybe a Canadian um, uh, company or situation, entitled, uh, in in a recent episode of the arena on AFR, entitled The Apostles as Model Christians, Father Josiah Trenum said something that resonated with me greatly. He said, quote, We cannot turn our children, even for an hour, over to pedagogues who hate the apostles. If teachers and schools do not respect the apostles, they should never see a day of our children, end quote. And Rodney says, I can assure you that this is not the case in my classroom. One of the subjects I teach in high school is philosophy. 
in this course, there is a component on social justice as it relates to ethics and morality. It never ceases to amaze me how brainwashed the young people have become by the moral relativists of this world by the time they reach my class. Dangerous times, for sure, to not be a moral relativist in a public school, but to not be a moral relativist uh, relativist in a public school, but I refuse to be a propagandist for the government. Good for you. That's you're absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right, Rodney. And you see, you're calling in with the exact examples. By the time they reach your class in high school, they're already indoctrinated. And he says, in Russian class, I do several lectures on history and culture. When I relate the history of of Russ becoming an Orthodox Christian, I think he means Russia, uh, becoming an Orthodox Christian nation in 1988, the majority of the students have no idea what Christianity is, let alone Orthodoxy. A discussion on the icons is usually met with Quote, who is that in the picture? End quote. They are completely lost as to who Mary, Jesus, or any of the saints are. When I do an informal survey of the class as to what religion they are, ni- what religion they are, ninety percent have no idea. Secularism, secularism has taken hold of not only them but the majority of the parents also. Uh, it would seem. Lastly, um, he says, I must relate a sad but kind of funny story from my recent trip to Russia with my students. At the dinner table one day, I had invited whomever wanted to come with me to the 6 p.m. liturgy at a particular church that I won't stop to try to pronounce by the hotel. This turned into a wider discussion Uh, as one of the young men on the trip was asked by another what religion was. He said he did not know. I asked him gently if he knew if he was ever baptized. He asked me what was that. I told him what it was, and he proceeded to make contact with his parents via text message for the first time since we left home to ask them one question, Mom and Dad, was I baptized? They responded right away with, no, why? He responded, okay, because I think I'm about to be. I could not help but smile, but inside my heart ached. Beloved, there's the answer to everything I'm saying. That is the answer to a country that became communist and socialist, and the fruit of its children is what you just heard. We'll speak with you on Monday, beloved. God bless you.